yes, vaccines do harm people. By the way, so I just found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. It sticks to my neck, too. I got those. Yeah, so if somebody can explain this, that would be great. Any questions? Welcome back to 2021 Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Brett's here. (laughs) Just kidding, it's still Chris. (laughs) Or it was Chris. I got Uh, some laughs. I bet you got some laughs. laughs. Uh, This is episode 220. Unfortunately, not 221. Ah, so uh, close. Yeah. If we'd only put a little more effort in, in, in like September. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sneak uh, an extra cat dog. Sure. <laughs> the thing everybody wanted. Uh, and this is the second part of our year in review 2021. Yeah. Uh, this thing would have been like five hours had yeah. we kept it in one part. So we thought best for our listeners sure. to split it up here a little bit. This episode's going to be chock full of... Talk about music, uh, movies, interesting events, and a little BOC talk. It's going to represent the length of 2021. <laughs> yeah, you won't remember anything about the last episode <laughs> or what happened. Um, but, uh, Chris, you ready to dive headfirst in, into this? I was, I am, I will be. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, all right, where should we start? Why don't we do... Why don't we do song? Sure. I knew you were going to say something. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I always have to let you know. When, <laughs> when without evidence, I know what one of you are thinking. Great year for songs. I'm not sure any that we're going to pick. <laughs> will, uh, you think okay. we're going to pick songs well, people not. know? No, no, I guess. No, no, definitely not. Top song of the year, you know it? Uh, For me. Oh, do I know it? <laughs> no, like, on the well, charts. Um, on the charts. I think I know it. Taylor Swift? No. Rodrigo? Dua Lipa? Levitating? Oh, that's not what I had. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, Olivia Rodrigo, driver's license. That's what I just mm-hmm. said. That was oh. one of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was going to be my second guess. BTS Butter? Butter. It's like a butter love. Bill to Spill. Oh. I love that. Bill to Spill. <laughs> Adele, Easy on Me. I think those are our big hits. Hmm. Okay. You guys like Adele? Eh, I mean... You know, this is not my type of thing necessarily, but I like her already. But she's talented. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, oh, as with a lot of pop music, I like. I really aspire to like get it. You know, get why people like stuff. And like Adele is one I'm embarrassed to say I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. It's like too sweeping and dramatic to be like true pop. Genius. To like just have on, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, I'm, I'm I think sure she, I'm wrong. I think she taps into like an angst that people have, and yeah. um, but like I would put on Olivia Rodrigo ten times out of ten over Adele for that kind of like angsty feeling. Yeah, you know, Olivia's good. You know who loves Olivia? You know who's number one played Spotify artist was Olivia. Hmm. I don't. You guys want to guess someone we know very Brett? well? Yep. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
That sounds right. That yep. sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, Andrew, what was your favorite song of the year? Um, my favorite song is a little one I like to call Maybe I'm Just Crazy by, by our uh, BOC guest sometime, Bobby Vaughn. Wow. One of our friends, him, yeah. Bobby Vaughn. Yeah. I know him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on 1998 this year yeah. and yeah, Keenan um, and Cal fan. Yeah, very good. It feels like things are always falling apart like a sandcastle in water. I get sucked under the current I want to satisfy you I can't do what you want on me to And if you doubt that I stick through Well, I will until you tell me to me So that's, that's, your, that's your song from the yep. album? Maybe I'm Just Crazy. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, don't really, I thought that was, a 2020, that was a 2021. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive because I got the album this year. Okay. I well, think if you... If you purchased the album this year, it must have come out. Well, I think I was waiting for it to be oh. released and sent to me. Okay. Yeah, I think the thing with Bobby is we know like the song has probably existed for a little bit, but yeah. the album. Okay, I think that's what, what, yeah. what I'm yeah. getting yeah. confused. Very good. Sounds great. Um, the whole album sounds yes. great. Yes. Uh, you know, I was just listening to um, "I'm Ready" today. Yes. Chris, do you have a favorite song this year? Uh, well, I love Bobby, uh, but. <laughs> But you hate that song. <laughs> no, I, lo- I, I love Bobby's music. Um, uh, I went with uh, Big Thief uh, Certainty as my oh. favorite of the year. been a casual big thief uh, fan every album sounds different so i feel i've met other people who are like oh yeah i like big thief when they were like you know good and then they're referring to like a totally different period than or album than than other people are but um i just like the 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 conceit of the song which is like you know trying to come up with some sort of consistency with yourself you know like uh, the, the the chorus is like my certainty's wild, you know, like um, that. Like there's like you have these senses of like this is exactly what you think, this is exactly who you are, but that feeling itself varies so much from day to day. And like just a, a song about that idea of like what you're certain about being variable, but still like an important thing to like center yourself around. Uh, I think it's just a great songwriting conceit that I've never heard and um, kind of got like a almost like a, like a pop country kind of vibe to it um, just I've listened to it several times this year like back to back you know like mm. listen to it over um, just like it a lot don't know it but give it a chance Big Thief I don't know 
it's one of those things you wouldn't like is like people i think the critics love big thief so andrew it's not necessarily like i think he might auto, it's not an automatic <clears throat> i think he might dig big thief yeah there you go their old stuff's a lot better Mm. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. That's joking. pretty much what everyone says. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Well, what's interesting is um, your pick, uh, that song, was recorded in the studio of my artist's mm. favorite song. Whoa. A guy named Sam Evian. Uh, he recorded that song. Oh, really? <laughs> he recorded most of that new album, yeah. Wow. Which is not out yet, but it's a double album, right? Um, yeah, and they're like super pretentious, so that makes sense. <laughs> You're saying Sam Evian's super pretentious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we know Sam Evian's super pretentious because of Dan Weiss's, uh, uh. our buddy of the pod, Dan, story of that he loved to tell about, like, trying to, who's himself very pretentious, mm. trying to vibe with, with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, um, Sam. With old Sam. Yeah. And the fact that Sam, you know, is friends with Cass McCombs, also a very pretentious person. So. Sure. Well, the song is called Easy to Love. great chorus the i really like the lyrics it's like very like you know he moved out of course to the country uh he's living like in this cabin in the woods and uh song really evokes kind of just like loving nature and um it brings me a lot of joy it's like it's the song that i can kick on and like just like be happy to be hearing it Mm. um easy to love sam evian from his new album time to melt Mm, he likes those three syllable yeah or four syllable yeah i guess so whatever blank preposition blank it's not uh well i mean just so you guys know that's the feeling you will get visiting me in new mexico Uh, time to melt no of of the like going out to the country you know Mm. simple life you know like really simplifying things down and back of of reminiscent of, of the of, song, of, uh, of, jo- of Joey's argument for for what, oh, what makes okay. easy to love good, like this, like yeah, he talks about cabin in the woods. Shit. Yeah, okay. he says I he left the city, hmm. leaving the big city. <laughs> good, Cleveland, like it, like it. <laughs> Going to the small town, cabin. <laughs> check, check. All right, nice. Yeah, he says these are happy days. Very, so, very, yeah, I love that song. Wise man, Andrew. Love that song. Wise man. Mm. Well, Andrew, close call? Yeah, my close call is Fruit Bats, The Balcony.
I don't really know this band besides this year. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? No, I never. I, I like would have sworn that you were like a huge fruit fan. Yeah, never great. heard them, uh, but I am totally into them now. Go back, uh, mouthfuls. Okay. Yeah. Mouthfuls. <laughs> that is a band. That is a Bixlerian band yeah. if there ever was one. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely check out more. Um, well, when really... you when you love somebody, like define two years of my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wow. truly have. You could have quizzed me on like your top five favorite bands, and I would have put through bands. Huh. Top five. Never heard. Bands. I've never even heard this. I don't think band name mentioned. Top five Andrew bands. Mm-hmm. Go. Strokes. They might be giants. Fruit bats. <laughs> Weaker things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And gotta be the Walkman. Yeah, the mm. Walkman. That's the five. Pretty close. I that's think that's pretty it. good. I mean, that's the only one that's like in question. I think those are the five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, great, great song. Uh, very uh, strange voice, uh, the lead singer, um, and uh, sort of like as I was listening to it, rem- was reminiscent to me of uh, Jayhawks. Sort of, mm, yeah. Um, it's a good parallel, yeah. But like a little less sweet, slightly less. Sweet. Yeah, not yeah, not exactly the same. Mm. Um, but just just put that in my mind as I was listening to them. Um, anyway, I like it. Love it. Uh, yeah, balcony, the balcony. My close call, and it gives me incredible pleasure to say this, is Weezer. La Brea Tarpits. Hey! Wow! I haven't loved a Weezer song in so long and I love that song I think it's interesting. It's like, I don't, uh, like, it is everything that Weezer has not been for 20 years. Um, and I don't really love that OK Human album as a whole, but there are songs on it that are more interesting than songs in the past. Every time a new Weezer co- album comes out, Joey listens to it like 45 <laughs> times and then, like, convinces me that this is the one that's, like, a little bit better. And I listen to it and I'm like, Ugh. And this is the first time where I'm like, oh, oh my God. I've listened to Librea Tarpits made my Spotify rap list, so that's that's saying something. Yeah. I, well, to be fair, nowadays I listen, and I, I usually just send, like, you just need this song or two. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Is that the song that you sent mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Okay. It's the last song on the album, uh, but it's so, like, sweet and... Uh, the pre-chorus on that song yeah. is, like, about as close, I think, as we're going to get to, like, uh, the old days. Oh. I, I think the chorus is what's the shining moment. That's great, too. Um, my my close call, little story. I, I went So I went to go see him, uh, Andy Schaaf, when he came to Cleveland uh, with our friends Melissa, Max, and Candace. And he... I know his discography pretty well, but he played this song that I'd never heard before. And like, like when he played it, like I zoned in on it. Like, what is this song? 
it is so good like how is it not on an album and then like he didn't announce it but then like a week later he just dropped an album and it was the single and it was it just felt like this very rewarding moment that like the week before i'm like i, I can't like i was like online like searching like the keyword i think is jay walker which is what the song was called jay walker um so got it and it, i found like a reddit thing of being like oh yeah like there's this talk of like he keeps playing the song live jay walker but there's no recordings and then boom like not even six days later it's there for me and it's just a great catchy tune um very much like me like what i like always goes out of style took a good chance on a triumph or two hanging around town Walker. I'd also give a shout out to Floating Room uh, from her album Shima. There's a song called Fire Truck, which is like, I feel like about as close as you'll get to like the primitives, like 80s, 90s primitives. Um, she's really, she's a good songwriter. She reached, the, the Shima is just four songs, but um, it's really good. Yeah. You're a real veteran of like the message board culture. That is like what you've been doing for 20 years is like, hearing a song live and like searching it up and like trying to find the, you know, like what's the story behind this and like, you know, which influential like poster on the forum has, has like, has some knowledge about this. Very much like in high school and college, but I've like dipped out of it. So this was an interesting experience like to hear something live and not immediately know what it was. Like it kind of sent me back to that. Of yeah. Like, cause you have access to everything now. So to hear a song live, not know what it was, and then they're not really being an answer. It was like, this is cool. not supposed to happen anymore. So it was, yeah, it was a cool feeling. Um, yeah. Any Ferguson songs? No. Pains me to say it, but I don't. I like, there's been so much bad music to be released this year, undoubtedly, but mm. I don't have a Ferguson. Okay. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, some of our listeners' favorite songs, though. Um... Cassandra mentions Wilshire by Tyler the Creator. Uh, Vincenzo Patience by KSI. T Bear Dart uh, Let Me Rust by Onslow. Justin Iron Maiden Hell on Earth. Uh, Throw Revert has two songs here F Your Acid Trip by Modest Mouse and Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Limp Biscuit's back. Interesting combo. Fred Durst and like those aviators looking like he's looking very cool. in the Beastie Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Straight out of the uh, sabotage video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ethan says replay by Josephine. Eddie to Fatty. Uh, Johnny Craig sadness. Uh, Just Zach says hey Toledo. Um, Do you think it's Toledo, Ohio or Toledo, Spain? What's that? I think it's Toledo, Ohio, or Toledo, Spain. I don't know the Well, track. it's Green Day. Oh, so 
maybe isn't there like a catchphrase like, isn't it like kind of a saying holy like holy toledo yeah yeah so i don't know what the toledo is yeah. in that reference i think that's toledo ohio okay because cool. like the spain one would be toledo okay <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> officially uh well he says they almost sound like green day again uh, uh ryan comment that'll, that'll make me listen to it yeah <laughs> Uh, Ryan says, don't ever change, Hanson. Brett Wilson, take my breath, The weekend. Uh, J- Jordan says, Road of the Lonely Ones, Mad Lib. Mad Lib is really great. Jordan's our listener that I like, not most, but like her, her taste is very good. Uh, I, I was I was introduced to Madlib by like the biggest audiophile I know. He's like, if you ever want to like listen to, if you ever want to know like whether your like hi-fi setup is good, put on this Madlib record. Mm. And he was right. Cool. Well, that song is called "Road of the Lonely Ones." Uh, our friend Logan or Ivy Boy uh, picked the Beachland Ballroom by Idols, True. which which is a place we frequent uh, about 15 minutes from here. I grew up thinking that the Grog Shop was the best uh, Cleveland music venue, but the answer is the Beachland Ballroom. And it's that very song good. is about the Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland. They performed it on, should I looked it up, one of those late night shows. Um, just a great venue, mm-hmm. even though Andrew's not allowed in it anymore. <laughs> Got in trouble with the Beachland? <laughs> Long story. All right, all right. Uh, Allie picked To the Hellfire by Lorna Shore. Um, Lo, uh, Lyndon picked Soul Sonic, Leave the Door Open. And K-Pop Disney Swift 19 says, All Too Well 10-Minute Version by Taylor Swift. She that So that song came back, right? That's like a, she released that song a while ago, and now it's like a bigger, longer version. She is the king of the re-release <laughs> that's a song about our scarf and jake gyllenhaal if i understand right yeah didn't you not watch the 25 minute long snl performance i saw it um i'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings here it's just like i've never heard a 10 minute song that justifies being 10 minutes less it's the same like four chords well don't get hold on I, i've got more to say about this later. okay oh okay wow I can't imagine how, but <laughs> uh, keep keeping you on your toes. Yeah, that's a, that's a tease. Um, okay, good. So some songs there. Go enjoy those. Uh, should we just go on to album then? Sure. Um, well, just going right off of that, my my type of album is the Bobby Vaughn EP. been enjoying it uh, over the course of um, the last few months and just you know, very happy for Bobby in his 
uh, his personal name out there, whatever. Right. Um, I've just been enjoying it, so uh, very. I, I don't know. I highly recommend anybody check it out. It's on Bandcamp. Um, yeah, it's very good. Love the album. Um, my favorite album of the year is um, self-titled album by a songwriter called Riddy Arman or Riddy Arman. I, I don't really know. It's R I D D Y R A M A N. Half a heart keychain was sitting top of your dash. I knew when I seen it. Like I have a few of her songs on my best of 2021 playlist that I make or that I made, uh, but no, no individual song really sticks out. I just think that like the the atmosphere, like the songwriting, like you feel like you're talking to someone or like he hearing from someone who like has really lived, who's like doing kind of like um doesn't even feel like country music. Feels like living in the country music. Um, from a really authentic place like there's like there's a really beautiful song the first song on the album about uh her dad dying and having a dream where johnny cash comes to him and like tries to get him to go on to, his, to like hitch a ride on this train and, it, and his dad says no i'm not ready yet and that johnny cash dies that night and then his dad dies her dad dies the next night um like really beautiful song and then you know, just like the songs about kind of rural life that feel like that are at the very heart of like country music in a historical sense, but not would not be recognized or like played on any kind of country music station. Now, um, not even really sure how I stumbled on it, but um, just got a really like kind of haunting husky voice, kind kind of like Angel Olsen, uh, but I would say like even huskier of a, of a kind of sound. Um, it's a weird adjective to use to, to describe someone's voice, but I feel like it's uh, appropriate there. But it's a—it's uh, probably it's—it's it's, it's definitely my honest pick because it's the album that I've listened to front to back the most this year. Cool. Uh, any song in particular you'd recommend? I like uh, the song "Half a Heart Keychain" um, about recognizing. It's just a classic country song about. Uh, driving in a dude's truck and noticing that he's got half of a heart keychain like hanging on the dash and knowing that he's actually with some other mm. woman um just good classic kind of country song um he's got a song uh about cow she's got a song called uh, i think it's called cowboys hate fences or something like this um yeah i know it sounds like very country music-y but it's got a sound that just feels like it's not really contributing to his genre so much as it is to like uh, a lifestyle which is cool it's that rural living that's right you're getting into simple living i'm telling you the, the greatest joy i get is from trimming trees nothing feels good better than than trimming the dead stuff off a tree letting it live <laughs> <laughs>
you know. And I, I love the imagery of like you out there trimming the trees. <laughs> it's great. It's it's real real, real therapeutic. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, my pick for 2021 is a band I mentioned uh, last year for my favorite song. They released another album this year in January. It's a real summer album. I, w- I don't know why they released it in uh, winter, but uh, this is a band called Kiwi Junior. They are from Canada. Uh, the album is called Cooler Returns. Australia last year uh they're from um Toronto but uh front front to back like this is an album every song is killer I just it's like someone unlocked what I like about songwriting and like Mm. fused it into this band every I feel like you'll like them a lot Mm. um they're very I don't know they're just they're great um would shout out a couple songs uh only here for a haircut is a really great song tyler dodger um, just they're so good um yeah interesting kiwi Man, i feel like i just had such a hard time now like listening to new music just or like allowing myself to like have the freedom to just like take time and look around you know like I'm just like moving from one thing to the next so fast that yeah it's the opposite of true crime like I think as much as like true crime is rotting your brain I think that tr- finding ways to take time to listen to new music seems I didn't do a good job of it this year like I and I know that that is for my detriment or towards my detriment or whatever the idiom is uh like being able to take the time to do that i feel like it's so important like it it just for exactly what you said it's like the the recognition that like life has that kind of time yeah you know that like that like life is for enjoyment yes yeah uh, and like you should enjoy your life and finding new music it's not always the first thing you're going to listen to that you're going to click with but like listening to an album that you're agnostic about a second time like that feels indulgent like who has the time for that but like if you're able to do that and carve the time out for that it enriches your life in a way that uh is the opposite of true crime robbing your life (laughs) uh totally i mean there's nothing that makes me feel better than like finding my songs you know like oh, i feel like this pot i've mentioned the podcast always feels indulgent of like here's my suggestion of what i like knowing that so very few people will <laughs> right. ever right. even look for kiwi jr it's indulgent but like uh but finding those things are yeah that's like the quality of life like finding something and trying to share it with someone and in the few instances it hits it feels great to have shared that and yeah. and like you like talking about kiwi jr is not to tell people to listen to Kiwi Jr. as much as it is to tell people to like find their Kiwi Jr. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's great that they like Kiwi Juice. I maybe not. I want them to find Kiwi Juice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I hear you. But like, it's also like find your find your Kiwi Junior. For sure. Keep looking. Yeah. Keep looking. I mean, like, I did not know who Kiwi Junior was. Whatever. Like, I feel like when we did this podcast last year, I had just discovered them pretty much. Point, but they were on your. They released two albums two years in a row. You're in list though last year, right? For a diff- I, different album. I know, but I remember that. That's yeah, I, yeah. I think it's called Football Money. Yeah, um, that, that's why I thought they were Canadian. Is it? Or sorry, no, they are Canadian. I thought they, they are were Australian. Yeah. It must be the name Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, 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 of course, want people. I, I want people to find stuff, and it is hard. Like we're getting old, it's harder to find that time. But like, it is so rewarding. I think it's like, I don't know. And uh, life is so uh, sometimes oppressive that art and entertainment is the way to distract and enrich. And But it's always been that way. Art is a way to enrich your life and uh, to get away from. Yeah. It, it feels like sometimes those moments of like finding that thing that perfectly hits you mm. is are becoming fewer and fewer, I guess. That's, you know, yeah, that's like what when makes, you do find that thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, so incredible. Yeah. Like, that I could still find a band that's like, holy, like, this is yeah. my DNA. Like, yeah. this is part of me. It's that Hard Day's Pete mm-hmm. uh, feeling that we're all yeah. chasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, close Call albums? Yeah, I um, did, I said Fruit Bats, Pete Parade. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, wait, the Pet Parade. Pet Parade, too. yeah. Um, which also... Uh, is another great song from the album. Um, but the whole album's very good. And, like, progresses in a weird way for me. Mm. Um, I don't know, you just gotta listen to it, but it hits me in a way that's, like, uh, that I just haven't had in a while. Um, just really enjoyed it. and enjoyed listening to it. in Especially, like, just having it on in the background like while i'm doing other stuff i just like that um i don't know it's hard for me to find stuff that's like that i can do that with um that will uh, i don't know make me feel like more inspired about whatever i'm doing hmm. so. that's cool yeah fruit bats i'm glad you found them yeah. yeah, you have a whole what i mean i so to to revise our andrew top five i don't we didn't say pavement right no. Oh. So pavement will yeah, be yeah, in the yeah. top five, and that is the top five probably. Fruit bats, uh, sneaking up. Yeah, I would think. I, I really just when I when I listen to fruit bats, I'm like, this is an Andrew. Band. I bet you you've heard um, "Catch Your Own Train" because that was like pro- that was featured uh, prominently on a Breaking Bad episode. Oh. I think the trainer opera episode. Oh, man. classic. That I probably have. Yeah. Mm. A bit of wind. You know that track. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I guess mm. I'm also you got very a world. Bad at, you got a uh, world of fruit bats <laughs> waiting you. Um, my close call is um, I actually saw this band. Someone mentioned them on an Instagram story, and I like that the album is called Ugly and Weird. It's it's by these two dudes called James and Luke. It's called Ugly and Weird, and I'm looking at it at Spotify right now, and every song they have it has fewer than fewer than a thousand place which i didn't realize um but uh it's like clearly just two dudes who i think they probably recorded it not live uh who were just like good friends uh and are very different and recorded these like seven or eight 
just really weird, catchy songs. Um, I guess kind of in a country vibe, but like up, upbeat stuff. Everything's like very upbeat. Uh, it's it's kind of alcohol focused. I'm not a huge drinker, although I'm drinking a beer right now. Um, uh, but just for some reason, it just makes me feel good to listen to it. Um, yeah, really like the album. Uh, also, while we're on close calls, I have to do my uh, top five uh, Gomez Adams songs of of the year. So, uh, Gomez Adams, uh, a songwriter we know, uh, released nine albums, nine releases in, in 2021. Nine. Like, most bands anyone is listening to has ever heard of have not released nine releases over their whole career. Those are pretty short, though. They are short, but, you know, that this we're talking about one year. Uh, Alright, so... I, I also don't feel great about this list because there are a couple of these that I didn't even know existed until I was researching this today. Um, and my number five is a split between three uh, who are, that are all in one album. Um, number five is called Congress in African Garb, uh, uh, which is tied with Uwe, which is tied with Eugene Goodman. All three really good songs deserving of being a to- on a top five list. They're on one album, so I like lump them together. Uh, number four is, is the self-titled track on the release called "High." Number three is a a, release, uh, a song called "Sweetie," which uh, which Gomez Adams recorded just using uh, uh, his phone and laptop speakers, which, if you've ever tried to record music, will make you feel insane because it sounds better than most bands can do with studio equipment it like honestly like tr- took me a while because it makes me upset more than anything else listening to it it's like i can't make anything sound good at all let alone uh you know this good using a freaking phone um and then number two great smoky uh love the whole great smoky uh ep i don't even know if that what it's what, what it's called but uh cool lyrics on that one i don't really understand them um but i imagine that they probably have some referential uh like very literal thing that i just like don't get um heaven's gate yeah oh oh oh, that's heaven's gate okay um and then uh number one still alive and waiting to die uh which (laughs) is apparently funny but i just really love the the melody of that song uh, so uh, check out those Gomez Adams songs are on Bandcamp um, you have nine releases from 2021 alone which can be intimidating but but they're short songs uh, and um, I would recommend I would recommend starting with the Great Smokey uh, uh, album first and then kind of going from there yeah good recommendations Great Smokey is a good start please yeah, yeah. Um, my close call is, so there's like a, an, uh, an alliance of bands in Portland I've kind of become familiar with this year, mainly through uh, an artist I love named Mo Troper, uh, who released an album this year called Delatante, um, which is really kind of cool, lo-fi, it's 28 songs, 
just like kind of in your face. But um, actually, like the person he plays in the band with a lot, um, I liked his solo. I think it's his, it's a solo album, and I think it's his first album. His name is Bory, B-O-R-Y, and the album is called Sidelined. It's five songs, but it's uh, just beautiful guitar pop rock kind of but it's like it's very kind of chill uh bory b-o-r-y sidelined great cover art uh you know just love some good cover art um motroper i mentioned there's another band out there called elko pops um who have an album called sin um floating room also from uh, part of this kind of this portland brigade uh, and the only other album I'd want to shout out is uh, Porches. It's been around for a while. He had a new album um, this year called All Day Gentle Hold, space exclamation point. Um, just very, very good. But uh, Bori seems like someone who um, needs, you know, I don't yeah. think a lot of people would find him otherwise. So. He needs that BOC uh, jolt. Sure. Right after Kiwi Jr. <laughs> I think they're doing okay. They posted something that they were in, they were in Columbus and they had tried Big Boy for the first time and they said it was the worst restaurant experience of their life. They tried it because of uh, Austin Powers. There's oh. the Big Boy statue, but they had never been to one. I'm like, perfect. They That's came to Ohio. They found a Big Boy. <laughs> it is a great statue. It's a great statue. Um, I will say, and, and this is not going to make you guys want to visit me, but... I have. There's no big boys? <laughs> no, but there's a Denny. It's the only 24 hour place in town. And like, Sounds great. I, I feel like it's the best Denny's that's ever existed. Like, I go there often and like am consistently like impressed with how good the food is. I think if I was forced. Like, there's a, there's a world in which I can be enamored with being forced to go to Denny's. Yeah. Because it's the only option. That's kind of where I'm at. That's exact. That's a good way to put it. Because that's exactly how I feel. It's like there's a charm to having no other option than Denny's, and you go to Denny's and it's actually good. Like what a world to live. <laughs> you get those milkshakes. I have not got a milkshake, but if you go, I found a little trick where if you go, I don't know if this is at every Denny's. You might want to check with your local Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> if you go after 5 p.m. and you order two cups of coffee. You get a free dessert of your choice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. That's shocking. Um, so I've um my my uh, my friend Bradley is living in this back house where I live, and so we'll we'll go to Denny's each order a cup of coffee, and then uh, and they often let it let us each get a free dessert because you're supposed to split it, but it's also like a small town so they think it's weird when two dudes are splitting a dessert yeah. so they'll like often let us separate desserts a little loophole if you live in a small town if you live in a small town and they're homophobic <laughs> they'll give you both a dessert one of those rare uh, situations that works out in your favor yeah. I think our Denny's no joke for the last 15 years I've heard nothing but horror stories uh, yeah for sure but I, <laughs> it also it also reminds me of like being um, in uh, late high school, maybe after that, uh, just going to Denny's like every night for a while there. There's like a year or two where oh, yeah. just, that was just like the place yeah. to congregate. Default. Yeah. Um, it never totally, lo I like the milkshakes for sure. Oh, yeah. And maybe the onion rings, but I feel like I never like 
hit my thing on the menu. I never found. Well, I'll tell you, like, when done right, the buffalo chicken sandwich that's on garlic bread, like Mm. between two pieces of garlic bread, if it's executed correctly, is pretty great. Sounds good. (laughs) There's, I just know for a fact there's no way the one we have Mm -hmm. is doing it right. It's been years since I've partaken. Mm. Uh, But just to uh, also mention something about Big Boy before we completely forget (laughs) about it. Uh, there's two different types of big boys yeah. out there. You know, there's like the Denny style big boy and then there's Bob's like big boy. It's more like, uh, five guys. Oh, something like that. Mm. Um, like, so, I mean, that can be a pretty big difference. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah. There okay. was a five guys one in the area, but it closed because oh, yeah. they yeah. just had terror. The worst service I've ever had. Oh. Experience mm-hmm. right over there. Yeah. Um, you know something I oh sorry, uh, Ferguson. Uh, I, I, my Ferguson. It's a soft Ferguson, but uh, your five least favorite Gomez Adams. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no uh, 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 like a, like an artist I really like, but I was just like bummed that the new album like took a different direction that felt. Like it kind of undermined what was previously there it was a Pokey Lafarge's new album. You guys know Pokey Lafarge? Mm-mm. So he's like sold himself as this kind of St. Louis, like riverboat, kind of uh, old timey parlor guitar. Like, um, I don't even know how to describe the style of music, but it's definitely like kind of an old timey thing. Um, like almost like a forties thing. Hmm. And he's like a singer songwriter and he's, and he's cool. And I've seen him live a couple of times. Um, but he's, he like went in like a total kind of like pop direction on, on his new album. And it's just a bummer because like, I've always kind of sensed that like his whole shtick was like kind of fake hmm. and it made me actually look into his biography. And he's like, not even from St. Louis, he's from Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, but he's got this whole like, um, almost like gypsy jazz, like um you know like quick chord changes like kind of one of those like big acoustic guitars that um like you know Django Reinhardt yeah yeah but like pop poppy versions of that kind of stuff and it was just like a bummer to see him abruptly change directions um did it occur to you that maybe you just didn't get it in the context of his um discography yeah, I mean, did it occur to you that that's insulting to me? That like I would not be so subtle Maybe. as to understand sure, sure. like an artist. I understand like okay. Uh, I just want to I just want to feel you out. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the condescension, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I, I've got a pretty uh, subtle ear. Okay. If, if I don't I don't have like a subtle eye or a subtle mind, but I have a pretty subtle ear. I feel like. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Pokey LaForge. Pokey LaForge. Get it. Forget it. LaForge. it Scrap oh, it. Pokey LaForge. Dump it. Yeah. Um, I have no Ferguson. I did note uh, bands that broke up this year. Beach Slang, Daft Punk, The Monkeys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Because they're all... Did, Michael dead? Nesmith died. <laughs> Rest in peace. Look yeah. at the disrespect here. Unbelievable. I mean, not... <laughs> the, the callous... <laughs> 
The callousness on display here is truly Beethoven. baffling. <laughs> no. Gregorian chant. You know, like, they're doing reunion shows. Like, it's over. <laughs> Listen, they were listed, sorry, all right? Sorry, monkeys. <laughs> sorry, monkeys. <laughs> all right. The Posies, Rascal Flats, and Yuck. All broke up. Hmm. Yuck uh, broke up after that first album, I would say. I'm a huge Yuck they replace the singer, right? Yeah. When you replace your singer, yeah. you're a new band. Like, That's not good. Yeah. You should change your band name. Like, just FYI, bands out there, if you replace your singer and have a successful first album, you're not the same band. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, to their credit, Yuck's second album is great. Totally different sound. Totally different uh, singer. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Yuck fan. I mean, you got to ride that name when you got it. That's, you know? Yeah. There's no other Fair option. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You gotta stay stay yucked. Uh number one album. You guys know it? Of the year. Um Taylor Swift. I'm gonna say Adele Rodrigo. Adele thirty. Yeah. Is this uh, like by her age uh, when she started it that's or right. something? I think yeah. 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 Um number two, which is perfect for America, Morgan Wallen, dangerous. Yeah, I don't even know what this I mean I saw it, but I don't know what this is or what it sounds like. Morgan Wallen is canceled, Andrew. Oh, okay. I'm not aware of this person Don't to begin with. For Country singer? Yeah. Use the N-word. Yeah. But sold some after using it, like sold more records than he had ever sold. Yeah. Yeah. Also got COVID the week, like two weeks before, well, the week before he was supposed to go on SNL and like somehow convinced them to let him come back and like host again after before people were getting COVID like I got COVID so I know I can't like talk uh, about this but he got COVID when it was like really hard to get COVID uh, where you had to like just like not believe in science so hard that you're gonna get COVID he got COVID in like July or something good <laughs> July COVID what a loser um Billie Eilish uh happier than ever you know that one Billie Eilish song kind of racks more to come. I'm not sure I've heard what? of any of them. Another tease for me. More. All to come. right. All right. Kind of racks. Uh, more to come. We'll and then positive. Drake, Certified Lover Boy. Hmm. Another top album. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, listener picks Vince Voyage by ABBA. Hmm. He says I really do love ABBA. Whoa. Came out uh, about a month ago. Is it ABBA or ABBA? The <laughs> uh, potato potato. Huh? Uh, Cassandra, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the Creator. Endless Alexandra, The Felice Brothers, From Dreams to Dust. I didn't know that that album existed until about a week and a half ago. And if I had known, that would have been my album of the year. It's the best Felice Brothers album in six, seven years. And I love the Felice Brothers. They're the band. Like, they're like the equivalent of the band to our time and i know alexandra knows what's up because i know uh that she's got great taste in music and loves the band but she like they're not as good of musicians as the band but like they are doing what the band is doing uh now great pick all right, all right. uh yeah they're great. they're great uh josh picked the off season by j cole uh duplicitous small talk picked blue weekend by wolf alice uh t-bear dart picked Unmarker by LLNN. Uh, our friend Melissa picked uh, Wilds by Andy Schaff. Um, Amar Zanelli picked Radical. 
Shea Pig Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, just because I have two daughters. Um, Justin picked The Pretty Reckless Death by Rock and Roll. Uh, Throw Revert picked The Golden Casket by Modest Mouse. Ethan picked Butter Miracle Sweet One by Counting Crows. I don't know, Counting Crows are back. Modest Mouse is back. I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 that's a pretty self-aware uh, album title by Modest Mouse. By Golden the, Casket? Yeah. Hmm. Why Because, like, they acknowledge that, like, they're dead. They've oh. been dead for a while, <laughs> but there's, it's a gilded death. Uh, Eddie Too Fatty picked Johnny Craig, The Places Will Never Be. Ryan picked Sob Rock by John Mayer. Brett Wilson picked Sling by Claro. Ivy Boy picked The Armed Ultra Pop. Uh, Vaughn picked Japanese Breakfast, Jubilee, and Shade by Grouper. Allie picked the soundtrack to Sex Education Season 3, written and performed by Ezra Furman. Oh, yeah. I saw Ezra Furman. Uh, it was the last show I saw before the pandemic. Ah. And I knew Ezra Furman because I had a friend who played in Ezra Furman's band uh, before Ezra Furman became a different Ezra Furman. Um, and so, like, I went in not knowing uh, who she was or who they were. Um, and it. It was an amazing show. I saw I saw Ezra in, in El Paso and like really phenomenal show. Right before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lyndon picked Drake, Certified Lover Boy, and K pop uh, picked Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, music videos? Yeah. Um my top mute man, this was tough. <laughs> Uh, my top music video was Japanese Breakfast, Be Sweet, um, mostly because it was like a uh, X Files parody. Mm. Oh, yeah, how did you? Fun. Um, how did you find that? Uh, they're, they're like a cool hip band. Yeah, I'm not sure how. Like, <laughs> how did you, Andrew, that? find <laughs> yeah. a cool hip band? Yeah, they're not pavement <laughs> or, or the Strokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember now, but great, very. Cool video. Um, what's it? What's the song? Uh, Be sweet. Yeah. So instead of picking a music video, I decided to go with my favorite SNL musical guest performances, uh, which are the closest mm. that I've experienced to music you videos love, this year. Uh, just to catch up the audience, you love watching SNL suddenly. <laughs> I, do. When it airs. I do. Yeah, in the, in the last few years, you've really liked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not because it's even good, but because like I appreciate like the liveness of yeah. it. Is almost like a nostalgic feeling of like maybe everybody's watching this yeah. at the same time and like, um, and I do think it's, I mean, Weekend Update I think is consistently good, and I like watching the musical performances a lot because I like to see like what, what it what it means to get that gig and like how you deal with that gig. It is the definition of like what's popular right now. Yeah, like a lot of times I will never even heard of the artist who's obviously had to have somehow earned this spot and it's like just a good reminder of like okay well this is what's important to culture yeah know? i usually know what the artist is because i hang out with well not hang out with i for my job i spend time with a lot of young people um but the my favorite was the last one uh billy eilish i thought she was that great she i thought she was an awful actor 
I think that she should not have been the... <laughs> I mean, the only way that she should have been the host is because she's such a good musical guest that, like, it's almost like, a, you know, we're deferring to you. We we want to acknowledge that you're more than just a musical act. Um, like, I've never seen a juxtaposition of, like, terrible in sketches and great in performance. <laughs> and even she was even great when she was singing in sketches, but... She has an incredible voice. I didn't really know much about her because, you know, I'm old. Um, but I not only, like, I I was looking for signs that she was lip syncing because... It sounded that good, yeah. Because it was like, this is too good to not be lip syncing. But then when she had this skit, uh, the sketch where she was singing, like, the Christmas songs, then I'm like, okay, she actually has, like, a, like a world-class voice. Um, but I liked... Uh, different performances in the last couple of years have been flirting with this idea of making it more of a TV product than like a live product. And I don't necessarily love that direction for the musical performance in SNL, but she did it better. Um, she had like a, like a whole set of like being inside of a house and then she like eventually, and it seemed like you can only see it from the camera's point of view. And then she kind of went outside and um, like, if she was 30 years old, it'd be impressive, and she's, like, 19 or whatever. It, it's, like, mind-blowingly good to me. I was, like, over-the-moon impressed. That uh, performance of um, Happier Than Ever, like, gave me goosebumps. Mm. Which really freaks me out these days, because I always think I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> hate getting, hate getting chills. It used to be, like, this, like, great thing of, like, holy cow, look at this performance. I got chills. And now all it's, like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, very cool. Uh, my favorite music video comes from another Canadian artist. Uh, he's a solo artist I've liked for a pr pretty long while. Uh, his name is Chad Van Galen. Uh, the uh, song is called Samurai Sword. He does his own art. His animation's amazing. Uh, just even if you don't like the song Samurai Sword, which is a great song. Uh, the art in the video is just so vibrant and cool and like I don't know everything he does is so he you know ownership of all of it. he does all the art he's built his own studio it's like very DIY and yet he makes these great songs as well so Chad Van uh, Galen <laughs> you know Chad I know Chad uh yeah uh, interesting close, yeah close call uh yeah mine was Tyler the Creator Lumberjack um, mostly just like it's pretty short but it's him just like going through these like different uh, scenes kind of um, but like the scenery is like really uh, um, can't think of the word for it but it's like it's almost it's like surreal he's almost got a his lot own aesthetic yeah, like yeah. That, that odd, I mean he is the odd future aesthetic yeah he's kind of got his own um, very cool like it reminds me of almost uh, just like more the way that um, old like TV show sets used to be like designed almost like to that level of detail like it's bizarre and weird looking and like kind of gets into like the fantasy realm also um, just very cool looking really enjoyable to watch uh, there's and also, like, at one point, he's, like, 
in this like bizarre makeup. Um, it, it's just hits that like weirdness level for me, I guess. Mm, cool. I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to that new album. I think Cassandra mentioned it as her album and song. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. You got a close call video? Uh, yeah. My close call is my SN. These are my SNL oh, close yeah, calls. That's right. Um, and there's. But I'll, I'll put Olivia Rodrigo as uh, the first close call. I, I mean, she's super young. Again, I mean, not even in the same realm as Billie Eilish to me. Like as far as like having a musical talent, but I thought that she captured like the youthful energy. Uh, I mean, this is way back in like March or whatever. Um, back when it was hard to get COVID. Yeah, back when it was, <laughs> back when it was hard to get COVID. Uh, I, um, I didn't know anything about her at the time and, uh, I thought she really nailed it. Like, I thought she was a nobody. I didn't realize she was like already like a Disney star or whatever she was before that. So she like knows how to be on a stage, but I thought she like had a great presence. It wasn't really about her voice. It was more about like, she tried to do that kind of like punk rock, uh, like she's like, what Avril Lavigne never was when we were kids. And, like, I'm sorry if you liked Avril Lavigne when we were kids, but, like, who Olivia Rodrigo is now is so much cooler than who Avril Lavigne was when we were kids. Like, it feels so much more real. She feels like she's writing her songs, and they're more interesting, and they, you know, they're they're definitely, like, for kids. They're definitely for, like, 14-year-olds, but, like, they just feel realer to me than like Skater Boy, um, personally. Realer than Skater Boy? I know. I said, see you later, boy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And and I hate saying that because I would love to make fun of Brett for it being like his favorite, uh, you know, artist of the year. Uh, but I can't. I, I really, I really uh, thought she was great. Uh, and the other one was St. Vincent, which is on the yeah. other side of the spectrum, which is someone who, who she's had a couple albums that I've like, absolutely loved and she's kind of gone off the deep end to me in terms of like being more interested in her aesthetic than she is in her music um which is not there's nothing wrong with that but it's just not my kind of thing but she is she knows what she's doing and like it felt like her performance was really professional and tight and you know she plays guitar really well um she's always got like a cool atmosphere to what she's doing and uh and it was cool that she was an snl guest to begin with uh and i think that she really nailed her performance yeah loved all those uh my close call video is ray street by courtney barnett um released a new album this year which i'm actually pretty fond of didn't mention it but uh like her new album a lot Ray Street is a video where she pretty much plays everybody living on the street. She's like playing, you know, she's in her house looking out kind of on the street. Everybody's Courtney Barnett in the video. It's kind of like a night, it's kind of got a, like a 90s feel to it. Kind of like that concept of like the artist is everybody in the video. Um, but I wanted to make sure I brought her up somehow because I think she continues to be very great and, uh, Got a cool voice, great lyricist. Yeah. Courtney Barnett, Ray Street. Ferguson videos? You 
Ferguson. Oh, well, Chris uh, SNL uh, Ferguson? Yep. <laughs> Gotta uh, be. Yeah, unfortunately, I have a longer list of these. Okay. Um, I hate to say it because I, I feel like I do this all the time, and like I have, I'm surrounded in my family by those who love this person, but the Taylor Swift um, SNL performance I thought was awful, um, especially the first song, which was that 10-minute song. And it just didn't seem like she had an idea. Like, the idea was that there was a background video playing of, the, of like, the drama of the song. But the song was also clearly about, like, autobiographical, like, about Taylor Swift. So I didn't understand, like, why she's having someone else, other actors, act out, like, what is an autobiographical song. And to do, like, a ten, like a very long version of a very, like, of a song that has no sense of tempo or of build of build there's no it stays the same it doesn't get louder it doesn't get softer it doesn't it doesn't change it's like uh stays the same and i'm really trying to say this like i know so many people love taylor swift and i and, and like i don't i'm not trying to be mean about it but i just like don't understand what the appeal is other than being into the idea of taylor swift like these other things like Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Billie Eilish, like I knew nothing about them at the time, and they totally drew me in by doing interesting things, by having great like musical chops. Or, um, Taylor Swift also was like hitting a lot of like off pitch notes, yes, which felt really weird. Yes, and like on the one hand, I I wanted to be like, okay, well she's really singing. But then I see Billie Eilish, who I'm like, she has to be lip syncing, lip syncing, because this is so good, and like she's definitely not. Yeah. Um, and like it's, again, I'm not trying to be like a hater about this, but it just is not. I just she's not as professional as like her reputation would suggest, and like I can understand liking her because you like her, and like it's cool she writes her own songs. It's cool like, um, you know, for whatever reason you like her, but as a live performance. That's why I'm just judging this based on my performance. I feel like it was just like really not effective to me. Um, I think two performances that are even worse, but were uh, luckily way shorter uh, was Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my gosh. uh, So bad. Which is, I mean, this I will say is objectively bad. I don't think if you like Machine Gun Kelly, I'm... I would suggest branching out. Um, he's a Clevelander. I would love to support him. Uh, but his like whole idea of doing like pop punk rap rock is uh, an insult to pop punk and rap rock. It's like, the true crime of pop punk. It is the true crime <laughs> of pop punk, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately. And the other one is Ed Sheeran, uh, who I've never understood Don't get it. the appeal of. I think a lot of people have this feeling. I have two sisters who have been on this podcast before. One loves Taylor Swift. One loves Ed Sheeran. And they both have great taste in so many things, but I've never been able to really figure out. that The Ed Sheeran thing is it's not like anything other than like every song I've ever heard by Ed Sheeran is like the most boring shit I've ever heard. And he's he's not a good performer. Yeah, he's not a good performer. He doesn't have charisma. Like, I don't understand uh, it at all. Maybe maybe a listener can... can um can help me understand yeah it's just not for us i don't think all right well i don't have a ferguson and uh 
we don't have the listener picks for this one. So we have movies and interesting events left. What do you want to? What do you guys want to do, Chris? What do you want to do? It's good events out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Keep yeah. movies for us. Sure. Um. Well, my top event. This was kind of difficult to. <laughs> of course, it was discern. Here. <laughs> Always is. Uh, but it was the <laughs> world. The world's first 3D printed school was built in Malawi. Now a Danish 3D construction robot printer company called 14 Trees has unveiled the world's first 3D printed school in Malawi. Now this comes as Africa faces a huge deficit of schools with Malawi facing a shortage of 36,000 classrooms. UNICEF estimates Malawi's deficit will take about 70 years to clear using conventional me methods but according to 14 Trees this gap in infrastructure could be bridged in just 10 years using a 3d construction printing technology uh, which i think is like a pretty significant jump forward perhaps and is it one of these zoolander tiny schools <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe so uh, school it, for ants it, somehow they built it out of a bunch of trees i didn't like look into all the details but it seemed like a uh I don't know, it seemed like a good uh, cool. in it's a place cool. that doesn't have a lot of schools, a lot of access to education. Yes, yeah, so um, if they can make this, um, if, if they it's can replicate cheap it and quick, yeah. Yeah, 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 it could be a big deal. Chris, uh, my top event is that the calves are back, baby. <laughs> oh, <God>. Shooting hoops. <laughs> That's it. All right, calves are back. Here. Listen, it's the small things that matter. <laughs> it really is the only thing for 2021 that I that like brought me joy. The only oh, like boy. news of it. Um. Well, uh, as always, for my main one, I'll go with a new like a world thing, which has just happened this past week. They just uh, approved the first ever COVID pill, five, like oh. a pill that can help with symptoms. People at home feels like it's not getting that much attention because like. People like don't care about COVID anymore, but uh, it seems like it's maybe going to change the game, hopefully. The FDA's emergency use authorization officially clears the way for the nation's first COVID antiviral pill. If taken within five days of the onset of symptoms, it could reduce hospitalization by 88% for those Americans already considered high risk. With tens of millions likely to become eligible, the treatment, which appears to fight off Omicron, now found in all 50 states, could be available in just days. But supply will be tight, at least for now. As quickly as Pfizer gets the pills manufactured and delivered, we will immediately provide them to states and jurisdictions for distribution. I want it. Give, yeah. me, give me the pill. Yeah, sure. Uh, Wait, is one to take the pill... At uh, home test also, good development. But, like, you, you take the pill only after you have COVID, though, right? It's not I think preventative. It, yeah. No, I think it helps you manage symptoms. Yeah, okay. Um, but, like, if you get the vaccine... I, 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 I was excited about it. I, I saw that and I thought about it, but... Like if you, like I got COVID and because I was vaccinated and maybe lucky, yeah. I never mind. Like for a lot of people, it probably helped. But like, yeah. at home test is also the other one I was considering here. Like, this is definitely going to at least help in some ways. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. it's a depressing favorite one, but I'm just looking for something like like a ray of light to get sure. through this pandemic. Yeah. Um, my my close call will be a little more personal. <laughs> uh, 
my close call is the NASA Perseverance rover converting carbon dioxide to, carbon dioxide to oxygen on Mars. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting and, uh, you know, potentially affecting the future in yeah. some unknown ways. The whole Perseverance mission is really yeah. cool. Very interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like I have to associate that stuff with Elon Musk. Yeah. And like, you mean Times Person of the Year? Elon oh, Musk? Oh, Times Person of the Year. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's... That's true. Well, I mean, shares, I'm not oh. sure how important shares it is, yeah, what it, it means these days. It's a great distinction shared with the Adolf Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. Wasn't it like everyone? A One year it was everyone. Yeah, it was like a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, no, Mars is, uh, and Perseverance is cool. In this, in this particular yeah, thing, it's yeah, like, yeah. it feels like a possibly big advancement yeah, in very technology. Cool. Did, did we ever figure out what's up with the moon cube? No, they're working moon on it. Cube. We'll know in like a month. Oh, okay. It's going to be a rock. It's going to be a boulder. <laughs> they're slowly, uh. <laughs> they're working their way there. Toward, they're getting we, towards it. Uh, I'm excited it's, about it. It's, it's. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it could be amazing. It would be the best thing ever if it was like if it was something. Is, if it was well, anything, we wouldn't know. <laughs> if yes. you guys ever listen to our bell, you know that we yes, wouldn't of know. Course we, yeah, they'll we never announce it. Yeah. To know. Sure, if, if, sure. if it was some anything of significance, we would not know. Damn, but what if it was like yeah, message like a and they a, actually a cryptic... announced it. They're like, this is a from some other civilization. You know, it's like roanoke with the like um the croatin message on the tree like just like a, a rock that says like you know it'd be depressing run it was like <laughs> it was like an alien message but it was from a billion years ago yeah like, oh this is pretty useless <laughs> at this point. i mean my worry is that it's like like the, a prada store you know like Martha. yeah the first yeah, yeah starbucks it's on the moon it's a huge publicity event. Yeah. Nathan for you. Uh... <laughs> Dumb Starbucks. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, my close call was the fact that a new HIV vaccine mm. has shown a 97% uh, yeah. response rate in its uh, first clinical trials. Pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 So hopefully crazy. we'll hear more about that in 2022. But. Uh, Obviously, a big thing overshadowed by other, uh, you know, pandemic stuff, but um, very exciting nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Big. Um, mine is just what I'm calling like a week at the island. Mm-hmm. So for like over the course of a week, I got to go to an island with my family. It was really nice. It felt like escaping the world, and then <laughs> got to go to an island with some friends. It was like a week of just like a removal from everything uh and we're lucky to live by lake erie which has many islands so yeah i'd love to be invited next time and just <laughs> you were invited this time that uh where i live feels like that it's not actually like a island. desert island yeah but it's like a mm. desert island uh real fast i also just want to mention something that really gave me the giggles uh, this year which was the ever given that huge ship that got stuck in the suez canal oh yeah mm-hmm. so funny <laughs> hard to remember the simple <laughs> pleasure we had that little stuff you know oh man just like you those know, little moments i couldn't help but think the first thing i thought was boy what is gonna happen to that captain of that ship that 
crashed into the whatever he deserves. I, mean, I don't like, know. I mean, first... it's a it's a reasonable mistake, probably. No, the first thing I thought is Nathan Fielder. You absolutely, <laughs> you've done it. <laughs> you've done it. <laughs> you rap scally. Uh, yeah. So that was good. Uh, Ferguson. Um. Yeah, I thought about it a lot. I finally decided that the Capitol riots are going to be my Ferguson. Um, and Chris doesn't think they're a big deal. I know, what, do you, what, I know. Do you, what do you think here? I know. I And I don't totally disagree with what he's saying. I just... It was like first thing of the year. Just yeah. really has <laughs> affected... It feels like everything from then on. In this country, at least, you know. Um, and just feels like a culmination of the insanity that's been going on stupidity that's like just what is happening i mean on all levels of it Mm. like not just what (laughs) the act of it plus the just like zero plan or idea like the whole thing is just so insane it like it's like simultaneously really uh insane and crazy and like bad and also like just like a total incompetent mess mm-hmm. yeah uh, like even if it's not a big deal it just represents just a failure yes. at every level yeah, yeah. uh every aspect of it is a failure yeah Don't. yeah i get that uh my ferguson is the advent of the non-fungible token <laughs> was that this year nfts well i feel like 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 the popularization yeah. yeah and like i don't say this as someone who's like anti-technology or even anti-cryptocurrency i mean the reason that i am against it is because on the one hand you know if you're for cryptocurrency the whole argument for it is the decentralization of currency in a way that makes that like kind of flattens or levels a playing field that like, you know, things are dependent on banks or, or about certain like relationships to wealth that you can, you can like find wealth in, in, in like that everyday people can find wealth in different ways. And I feel like the, the NFT thing just undermines that totally by a appealing to only people. I don't know. I I want to rephrase that. That appeals or that is at least promoted by people who have like, gotten a lot of cryptocurrency wealth in one way or another and are just using art as a status symbol instead of and like art as an as a as an idea of ownership um rather i mean and also it's stupid you know you could like everyone can have every nft um but it just it 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 dilutes my understanding of like the importance of art it it undermines what i think are the best arguments for cryptocurrency and it uh also just appeals unfortunately to like the lamest dumbest people in 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 the world like all that stuff is is dumb and like i i say this confidently because no one who listens to uh big orange couch has three hundred thousand dollars to spend (laughs) on, on like a monkey with like a like a nose ring yeah we've always said this is like the working class nickelodeon podcast yeah <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah um the one thing that i'll say in defense of it is that i think 
in terms of like physical art, it's a good record of that thing. Like yeah. it's an it can be it can be serve as an official um, whatever you call it like a you know you had the this like uh, I forget the word um, like providence of the item yeah or whatever it is you know and this is like a set in stone proof of that thing in the physical world on the other hand but that's it's so like, theoretical you know like well what do you mean like. The, I don't. I haven't seen a, an application of that. Like, because I see what you're saying. Like that, theoretically, they could be like an anti-art theft thing. Like that. Well, mo- if you own the Mona Lisa, there's a record. You can't change that record. Even if you steal a physical Mona Lisa, yeah, the ownership yeah. of it is not transferred. The provenance remains what yeah, it is. Yeah. Plus, it like one. If something has been. Um, proven as like authentic then this can be an official like impossible to break record of that authenticity um on the other hand like these little thing these little like digital images that are being sold i am not quite as enthusiastic about i mean i i mean i guess they're the same thing as like physical art in a sense um i don't know but it's just like if you have one what that shows right now and maybe it'll change over time so maybe this is this take will uh not age well but right now all that indicates is that you have the money to spend recklessly yeah on this thing uh that like it's just it's just hard to to see that as a valuable thing and maybe i'm 20 years behind i guess i'm just thinking now like how different is it from a physical buying a physical painting it's like what is real and but, but I, I would i mean i push back it, on that i understand that argument but like time and time again when we go towards more digital technologies we come back to the physical yeah, yeah. like referent for that technology i mean how many listeners right now like have bought vinyl you know like or you know people listen to cassettes again yeah. you know like it's only a matter of time before cds are cool like yeah. we're always There's... returning to the physical medium like if, if history has taught us anything it's that digital like versions of technologies while like their 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 chief uh draw is convenience it's never a permanence uh of you know like ownership yeah um yeah i am i'm pretty much with you yeah, I don't know anything about. It. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems like a bad use of energy, but uh, my Ferguson would be the climate report estimating that we have about ten to twenty years before the damage to the Earth is irreversible. Something I think about yeah. almost every day. It's pretty much like like the people who think that we still have a chance are the people who think the Browns are going to make the playoffs, <laughs> like. This is not being reversed. We're not reversing it. Oh, like, I mean, if if the last two years have been a test trial of, like, human behavior in the face of uh, terrible odds, yeah, we're, there's nothing, nothing's going to be happening. But if you think about it, like, polit- there, in order to reverse it, there has to be a political impetus to reverse it. Both sides of the political spectrum are blasting towards greater climate change, whether you're, you know, a leftist who believes in you know, Elon Musk, you know, bringing us all to Mars 
or you're like a person who says, who cares, you know, climate, you know, the, the climate will bounce back. It's all natural anyway. Like there is no, you know, Greta Thornburg is like the, is like the only, you know, public figure we have trying to uh, suggest that we, we, we change our ways. And, and, and you disrespect people. Al Gore like this? On this podcast, uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I, I mean, um, no, it's it's bleak. Uh, it's very bleak, and uh, that's why it's my Ferguson. I also had Norm written down. Yeah, wasn't ready to lose Norm. Sure, yeah. of course. I was ready to lose Norm. Okay. Wow. I mean, yes. I love Norm, but like he's he's. You were ready for someone to die, like anybody. <laughs> I don't think of death as like a terrible. Well, thing. it's a sweet release a whole, at this well, that, point. Are you kidding? Well, that's Have all. you seen <laughs> here where we live? We got Denny's, man. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, some uh, notable stuff that listeners sent us uh, in the year 2021. Uh, Cassandra said, following the Alec Baldwin legal proceedings, absolutely depressing. Uh, Josh said he had his first baby boy on December 13th. Congratulations, Josh. Yeah. Uh, T-Bear says, getting the COVID vaccine. Absolutely. Get your vaccines. Get boosted. Uh, Shay said, celebrating 15 years of marriage. Congratulations to Shay. Justin said all his student loans were forgiven. Whoa. Whoa. Tell us your secrets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can you, uh, (laughs) Uncle Joe working overtime for Justin. Uh, Ethan says being a guest on BOC. Loved having you. Uh, uh, Just Zach said the Braves winning the World Series. Congrats. Yep. Congrats to Atlanta. Uh, Brett Wilson said he started his own podcast and he hosted the Are You Afraid of the Dark 30th anniversary reunion. Pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Zachary Jackson Brown Art said, got to do licensed artwork for Goosebumps and Trick or Treat. Wow. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Zach's been doing great art for years. Uh, Allie said, just how good professional wrestling became in 2021. Oh, wow. wow. did not, was not aware of that. I didn't either. Andrew seems up on it. He's using I don't know, terms. but, you know, I wanted to. Glad to hear it is because uh, Lyndon's following up here with SummerSlam. Oh, it's wow. been a good year. <laughs> I'm. I, someone needs to give me, like, I would love for a listener to, like, what's the, what's the easy way back into wrestling? I can, I can see myself getting into it. I loved it as a kid. And, like, how do you get back into it? Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, help Chris. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's move to movies, our final category. Yeah. Uh, saw some good ones this year. I, there's, a whew, I mean, licorice pizza I haven't seen, but yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson, I imagine. You know it's, you know it's going to be at least yeah, remarkable. Up there, yes. Even um, the commercials do make me feel like, yeah. God, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, uh, top five at the box office this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, F9. That'd be the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, number okay. four, Black Widow of the Marvel mm-hmm. franchise. Venom, mm-hmm. the Tom Hardy superhero movie. Sh- uh, Shang-Chi. Marvel, yeah, Marvel. and number one, Spider-Man, No yeah. Way, or yeah, No Way Home, yeah. uh, Marvel. Oh, Pretty bleak. Man, I just uh, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm falling off of movies or something. I feel like I'm trying to watch movies, and more and more they're just becoming. Maybe I, uh, maybe I like TV shows 
hmm. more now. Yeah. Some of like the high end TV shows, like they can stretch that story out. A lot over of prestige TV out there, yeah. Instead of that having to fit it into that two hours. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so you're, what you're saying is you haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen any of them. Have um, you seen any of those five movies? I haven't sniffed a like remote possibility <laughs> of seeing any of those movies. Okay. Um, well, my top movie of the year was Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. Mm. Um, Nicholas Cage. Didn't see it. I really want to see uh, it. Very good. Yes, very it, good. I went into it thinking it was going to be um, like John Wick. Like a John oh, Wick. Yeah. Uh, it's sold kind of like that, yeah. yes. And it starts out kind of like that. Like Someone his took pig his pig. Gets stolen, yeah. yeah. And then it ends up being like the anti-John Wick almost. Totally. Or like, uh, or yes. like a intellectual version or something. Yes. Um, more about food and, um, but also the uh, time and... Loss. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. And like how things like food or other visceral things can like... Reconnect. Yes, can yeah. connect you to those points and like how that affects you um literally like food reconnecting you to like yeah. the things you've lost yeah like the kind of like ultimate moment of this movie had me teary-eyed where it's just like it's yeah you it's wonderful just one of those things whatever it is it doesn't even have to be food in your life like the way i'm thinking about it. it's like whatever that thing is that like you experience it and it accidentally like connects you back to some point yeah. It was really meaningful for you. It just, it was very good. The, the only thing I'll say is like, um, cause it's, it's not my, I loved it. It's not yeah. my favorite of the year. It's like, I think the only thing I'd hold against it is like, it's kind of bleak. Uh, like it's kind of a, it is a heavy movie. Yeah. So it's not totally like rewatchable, but like, uh, but yeah, quality wise, it's great. And you're right. Um, though I, I will say like what I, part of what I loved about it is like that bleakness was always like uh counteracted by the thing like the whole point of the movie almost felt like the thing that gets you out of the bleakness yeah um so i don't know okay. i loved it yeah. I, I thought it was really good. i think that's fair it's just incredible that a whole generation of people think of nick cage as like a punchline instead of like one of the very coolest if not best actors of uh of our time yeah you can do everything yeah, yeah. chris favorite movie of 2021 well as you all know and have predicted my favorite film of the year is tom and jerry yes no, right. no it's gotta be clifford the big i hope dog. it's tom and jerry for real <laughs> my favorite film of the year is house of gucci no really 
I don't believe no, this. No, it's the Green Knight. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Green Knight. I mean, it, it it's a it's like a movie that's like legitimately made for me. Um, I understand if people don't like it, it's totally fine. I don't. Um, it's really good. Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be deep. get if people don't like it it's beautiful uh i mean it's so it's based on what's i think if you ask any medievalist worth their salt like like without question the best middle english text ever written not only is it a cool text it's a text that only survives in one manuscript not only does it only survive in one manuscript the manuscript is about the size of your palm not only is it the size of your palm, it is uh, one of four texts that are written by an anonymous author whose provenance we don't know other than the dialect, which is not anywhere near London um, and has like a really intricate mathematical relationship, each text with the other text that is based on this golden ratio phi, um, you know, like new agey people know what I'm talking about um, with, with, with that kind of thing, maybe. But um, the the movie, though, um, not only captures, I think, like the spirit of like why that's such like a fun and like and like fresh feeling uh, text, but also like gets at most of the criticism of it. It feels like a movie made by people who have read that and like and like read all the criticism of that movie and have like introduced a lot of those ideas uh, uh to the movie in a way that the movie is like half like based on its source text and half based on things that like are based on the criticism of that source text that weren't originally in the source text. And it's just absolutely perfect. Uh, like I have never, I don't think I've ever had a, um, an in theater experience. I, I drove to, uh, from my town to Tucson to, to see that movie. Um, I don't think I've ever had like a in theater experience that I was just like, so like naturally high throughout, <clears throat> you know, like every moment I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and I mean, just thinking about it makes me excited. I haven't rewatched it yet, mm. which is crazy. Um, I mean, I mean, I can have a, I, I won't talk more about it cause I could talk about it forever, but I, it was just a movie that like, if any, if anything has ever been made for me, it is that movie. Hmm. Great movie, uh, visually great. Dev Patel's great. Uh, all the actors, like every yeah. little role player, um, and the Green Knight looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, the journey is 
engaging. I mean, I feel like some people might complain it's slow, but I feel like it's uh, perfect. Perfect hmm. in pacing. I haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure I read that um, at some point during school. Uh, but your description of it makes me feel like something that shouldn't have even been allowed to be made. Yeah. I mean, not exactly. that it's bad. Exactly. Just... No, that's part of the beauty of it is like, it shouldn't exist. First of all, like there's no reason that we should even know what the story is because it is such an accident of history that it, that the one piece of paper we have it written on survives my theory, uh, not a popular theory among professional medievalists, but I mean, I think that it might've been written by a woman, which is why mm -hmm. it is so good and so scarce. Cause like, I mean, it's, it, you can see it as a dumb explanation because there could be a lot of other reasons, but there weren't, you know, female published authors in, in 1372 or, or when about it was written. Um, but it's just too good to have not either been a bigger deal at the time or to have not survived at all. You know, like there's a chance that like something yeah. that good would not survive at all. Medi medievalists are not going to like this. They're not going to like what? Your uh, take on what where this came from, mm. Mm. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> the the <laughs> 10 medievalists. All our BOC uh, <laughs> middle medievalists. Uh, which I like, which I like. Yeah, I like your take. Well, I, I've seen both your movies. I love mm. both. Highly recommended. They both, I think, be on my top ten. Um, if you want a, something a little lighter, um, <laughs> which those are both pretty heavy movies, uh, my pick, uh, my favorite movie of 2021, is a little movie called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> <That's> your, <laughs> I loved it. That's your number one. Mm -hmm. It's on Hulu. It. Uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, Annie Molo, I believe her name is. Um, what are you doing? Oh, I was just playing with this lamp. Oh. <laughs> I'm Star. Short for Starbra. I assume yours is Barbara. Nope, just Barb. <laughs> Plain old Barb. I want to thank Barb and Star for hosting tonight's Talking Club and for making their hot dog soup. I like the salt. I like the hot dog. It's not as runny as it usually is. I hope she gives me bigger teeth. Love big teeth. She loves big teeth. Even if it's just two eyes on a bunch of teeth. Look, my new phone case. I love it! It's like I'm listening to the ocean. Wait, we don't have cell phones. I know I'm gonna take it home and glue it to our landline. It's so funny. It's just a pure comedy. Uh, you got two middle-aged women who have just kind of been let go from their job, but they're total optimists. Like they're best friends like best best friends uh and they decide to go on a little vacation to this like i'm pretty sure fictional place in florida called vista del mar based on i'm sure very real places uh and um while they're there they kind of come across like a spy who's there to kill the entire town uh played by jamie dornan and um it's so funny like it's just so many great gags uh, and I've really decided, like, my favorite movies of the year are not going to be... Like, it's got to be stuff I know... I'm, I've already watched it twice this year. I know I'll watch it more. Uh, like, last year, my close call was Palm Springs. That was a movie I've already watched again. Um, I, listen, I love prestige movies, but 
Oh, Barb and Star. Mm. Kristen Wiig, top of her game here. Vanessa Bayer, very funny in it. Always love a Bayer appearance. Mm. She's always good. She's so good in this. Uh, you seen it? Oh, yeah. I loved oh, it. Okay. I, I paid money to rent it. Heck yeah. Mm. Well, now it's on Hulu, so. I, ca- I keep passing it on Hulu and thinking, well, it's kind of good, but I didn't know. It has a lot, a lot of the same fabric as the original Austin Powers. Mm. Oh, I love mm. the original. That's an interesting, yeah, I like that comparison. Um, it's both in humor. There's a devious, evil character. Yeah. Um, that never feels like too scary, you know. You like you don't have to like not worry too scary, about it. yeah, not too scary, but in control, but totally ridiculous and fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Also played by Chris Wick, much like Mike Myers playing yeah. After Evil. So, uh, um, love Barbara Star. Okay, close, close call. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, my no, uh, my final close call is Malignant. Mm. Um, just so off the rails the body of dr florence weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning did you know her no but i saw her die i'm seeing things i'm seeing murders as they're happening hello he says his name is gabriel someone from my past finally that um i love it i mean that's what i want out of my horror movies at this point it's like just the craziest thing you can come up with and this is along those lines yes Uh, quite (laughs) right so bizarre very rare that i that i'm this taken off guard (laughs) for what's gonna happen you know yeah um Really, really crazy. Uh, I, I, I won't ruin it, obviously. I but. saw uh, someone posted um, a Time Magazine Person of the Year with a picture of Mal- <laughs> Malignant on it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> if you once you know what Malignant looks like, yeah, it's very amazing. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so, so really great. Um, also, just wanted to mention uh, Mortal Kombat. I thought it was pretty good. Oh no. Yeah. So bad. No, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I know people didn't like it, like, but it's like, what are you expecting? You know, it's a fighter, it's a fighting movie. It's Mortal Kombat. And the first 10 minutes were great. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, like, the flashback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starts great. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get better. I mean, it's better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> Pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> there were some very cool effects. Very cool deaths in it. Oh I mean, it's a total act, pure action, uh, visual effects thing. All right. I didn't think the effects were even very good. Uh, oh, I thought it was cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, my other one was Dune, um, which you Great. know I liked. I think ultimately I like the original one better. Hmm. Um, but it, it's that's not a popular opinion, but like I kind of agree with that, and I liking both. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just a little bit more uh, personality to yeah, the original Yeah, exactly. One. There's no personality yes, in the Yes, new. yes, It's a, it's cool. It looks good. Yep. It, the acting is good. You know, everyone loves Oscar Isaac. Sure. You know, and stuff. Sure. But I mean, I like him. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kyle MacLachlan. It, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it just felt like there was a little something missing always throughout it. It was cool, but again. 
just something that kept me from being like completely engrossed. Personality is a good word because yeah. I think that's what it is for me. I've been trouble. I've had trouble trying to figure out what it was. Having really liked it. Sure. sure. Oh, I remember the thing I was going to say about the Green Knight, which is my favorite uh, Middle English uh, line from the original story, which is, I think, encapsulates the the film well. Which is uh, the form to the finismint fullest full Selden. I don't like this at all. Like the beginning (laughs) to the end rarely like closes completely. Mm, Okay. And I feel like that. uh, works really well in the text and, and, and pretty well with the movie. The movie, I think, has an uh, an ending that is more definitive than than, than, the, than the text. Mm. Sounds uh, cool. My my close call, my definitive close call, is the Kenny G movie. I actually forget. Yes. Uh, I think it's called "Listening to Kenny G." Songs in the key of G. No. No, that's his album. <laughs> I think it's called "Listening to Kenny G." Probably called Listening to Kenny G. I should know it because I liked it a lot. But uh, just one of the most fascinating character studies you'll ever see. He's just sort of part of the musical furniture of American culture. It's just wallpaper. With Kenny G's music, what can you say? How are you feeling? Underappreciated in general. I don't think there's anything wrong with hard work. That's a hard lick, I just played it really well. Putting in the reps and then reaping the reward of, hey, I'm really good at this. I think that's why my career's lasted this long. The fact of the matter is, Kenny G in the 1990s was one of the most well-known musicians on this planet. Somebody asked me, what kind of music do you do? Is it jazz? I don't know. You might think it might be jazz. Well, is it pop? I don't know. You might think it might be pop. He was having a huge impact on defining what jazz is, even though the jazz community were looking at his music with disdain. These are songs from my heart. This is the way I... I think that the director, despite being named Penny Lane, uh, just handled it, like, so deftly, like, specifically the line between kind of making fun of Kenny G, which is very easy to do and trying to legitimately figure out like what is what is truly a, like a worldwide I mean he's the you know as they talk about many times in the in, in the film the best-selling solo recording artist of all time wow. right like uh, uh, instrumental artist of all time um, so it's like how does someone become that um, and talking to music critics and I mean, he is a fascinating character. I actually end up liking him by the end, which I think is part of the reason why I like it so much because he's, I think it's very easy to not like him. Um, great beginning. The the first scene sets the tone for the whole thing where he's like, where Penny Lane asks, what do you like about music? And he's like, what do I like about music? <laughs> like, do I like music? And like, meanwhile, he's the best selling solo recording artist of all time. Anyway, watch it if you haven't watched it. Uh, Joey recommended it to me. I would have otherwise never watched it. Um, watch it. Uh, my other close calls, uh, Shiva Baby. Uh, hmm. Watch that in the theater. As It's like what, to me, it was like the what I was promised seeing. Uh, what was that Adam Sandler movie? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Hmm. Where there's like kind of this like tension the whole time, but it was just like, Instead of like being stressful, it was like 
fun. You know, I was like, it was just such a fun movie to me. Um, and then another early from the year one, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I haven't rewatched it, but like loved it while I was watching it. Yeah. Well, I'll pick up right there. Judas and Black Messiah is my close call. It's kind of a weird one. It came out in February, but it was like one an Oscar. That's because Mar- the Oscars weren't until like April or something. So, um, whew. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, just incredible as Reverend Hampton. Kill a few pigs, get a little sex fetch. Wait on, wait on. Kill some more pigs, get some more satisfaction. Kill them all, get complete satisfaction. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. Cast that might be the best cast of the year. Yeah, you get Lakeith Stanfield. Never um, misses. Jesse Plemons. Never misses. I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, and I, I've watched it twice. It is like it. The second time was just as good. It's it's kind of like a weird movie in that like it's a historical drama, but it's also this like kind of high octane. FBI informant story. It's it's like a weird mix of stuff. You could tell they wanted to make a Fred Hampton movie, but you know they complemented it with all the stuff that they knew would sell. So uh, loved Judas and the Black Messiah. Also filmed in Cleveland. Um, and then two documentaries I would recommend: uh, A Glitch in the Matrix. Uh, it's about simulation theory. People who deeply believe in simulation simulation theory. What they believe. Um, you know what they believe like the existing world is you know what i want to hear? what i want to hear out of the, these people is uh some real glitches that they've supposedly experienced you should check out a glitch oh, in the okay. matrix right. on hulu right. perfect yes like the bears thing um yeah. Uh, yeah. it's pretty far i don't i'm not a subscriber to simulation theory though i don't i don't subscribe to anything so uh it's really interesting. It's uh, I, most of these people, I think, what people would write off as nuts, but uh, it's in, yeah, it's interesting. And then Summer of Soul, uh, which was the uh, Quest Love yeah. documentary about the music festival in 1969, mm-hmm. around the same time as Woodstock, but nobody cared about it because it was an all black festival. Um, but just incredible performances um, throughout the whole thing. Just this great energy, like you feel like you're there parting with everybody and uh yeah there's there's a bunch of great performances so summer of soul was really good too um ferguson's uh yeah my ferguson is army of the dead um popular netflix movie this year zombie movie i turned it on i watched it watched the whole thing but um was just not engrossed at all Mm. i just thought it was very especially after all the reviews i was like i can't believe this is what everybody loves i mean i'm sorry if anybody that was netflix yeah yeah um but i you know i've watched a lot of zombie movies in my day and i feel that this was like 
it felt like a straight-to-video zombie movie, which is fine. It's just not incredible. I don't. I just don't get what the hype is for it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't felt boring. Didn't do it for me. I didn't see it. Did you like that uh, Bill Murray? That Jimmy Uh, Rush? Uh, yes, I did like that. I mean, it was bizarre. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's not. was my favorite thing in the world, but I liked it yeah. as a zombie movie. Like, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I wasn't sure. The dead don't die. The dead yeah, don't yeah. die. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the uh, what's his name doing the song? Sturgill. Sturgill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna say that my Ferguson is. Wait, what did you say that you thought my Ferguson was gonna be? And my uh, Bo Burnham. Oh yeah, Bo Burnham. Inside. Inside. Yeah. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Watching it. Didn't really know who Burnham was. Learned a little bit more about the context. Felt swindled. Uh, you don't like that he's like a millionaire. <laughs> well, I just, I just felt like the whole appeal of it was sold on, not like a an artistic rendering of someone in turmoil, but like a actual person in turmoil and i think that what it actually was was someone selling the idea of a person in turmoil Mm -hmm. um and which felt exploitative in the way that it handled that like i again i enjoyed watching it but then i realized that like i was being sold something but part of i mean it's not that i liked it because I, i liked it because i thought and part of why I liked it is because I thought that this was really a person in turmoil doing this, like a really person, really a person like suffering in this really particular way. Um, and I felt after like reading about it um, that it was a person who was who knows really how to tap into the idea of a person in turmoil, and mm-hmm. that 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 difference. It's like kind of a classic Ferguson in that sense to me. It's like um, just. Something that there there is things to like about it, but then there's this other part that kind of pulls me away. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even like watching it. I had the same so experience. Not... I kind of was enjoying it as I was watching it, and the more time that passed, the more I felt like, yeah, don't know about that. Uh, my Ferguson was uh, an HBO Max slash theatrical release. It was Godzilla vs Kong, uh, a movie oh. that I. I do this to myself. You know, I like, I get excited for these movies, Jurassic world and, uh, all these big kind of event monsters. I like monster movies. How many times did you see King Kong with Jack Black in theaters <laughs> while we were in college? Uh, at least three, probably four. No, it was more. It's gotta be at least four. Okay. Maybe. Uh, I, I was like, like, I was doing it. Like I'm going to see King Kong by myself in the movie theater. Um, to be fair, the movie theater we had was like three dollars to get into a movie right yeah um so it was cheap peter jackson i still stand by that movie i think it's actually pretty good um i don't know about the casting choices but uh the movie itself was you know pretty good uh but either way this movie was not uh godzilla vs kong like just so spoon like here it is like you got an easy movie to make have fun (laughs) and they somehow like complicated it with you know stories about podcasts and uh just like all these weird side stories this underworld thing uh and it just felt by the time we got to the end i was like i don't really care who wins like i was kind of like lost in it um felt like a huge miss 
for something that should have been so simple and knock out of the park. I haven't seen it. Uh, The last uh, Godzilla movie I saw, I thought was mediocre. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the problem for me, at least, I don't know if it's the same with this one, but is uh, I want to see just like monster fighting. Yeah. Like I just want total action from these movies. I mean, Godzilla vs. Kong. All I want is like, you got it. 45 yes. minutes, at least half of the movie of just like a straight up fight between them kind of. Yeah. Um, no, the, there is a fight sequence that takes place on water, like on boats, okay. which is cool. <laughs> it is a good part. But the rest of the fighting was like very like, you know, just too many effects and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at uh, what the people liked at the movies this year. Uh, Vince liked Cruella. Heard good things about this. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Emma Stone? Yeah, yeah, Emma Stone. I liked her. He also liked Being the Ricardos, which just mm. came out recently. Cassandra liked The Beatles Get Back. You know, TV, movie, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh Duplicitous Small Talk like Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, T-Bear Dart like The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Very cool animated movie on Netflix. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a... I believe it's like produced by Chris Lord and um, Miller. Uh, they do. They did like they produced Spider Man into the oh, uh, okay. Spider Verse. They did not work on any of the Chucky franchise. Mm, which is sure. They did, however, create um, Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Wow! <laughs> and they're the guys behind like the Lego Movie. Okay. Uh, Shay picked Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm, still haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Tara picked Bo Burnham Inside. Um, Shay also picked the uh, Fear Street trilogy. Justin liked The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, Throw Revert liked Dave Chappelle, The Closer. Um, Ethan liked Pig and Nobody, which you mentioned. Um, Uh, He also said Ferguson is Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's He's a Warriors fan, though. So yeah, there's so there, there's a natural LeBron bias, yeah. Um, Goblin he says Demon Slayer. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, just Zach Psych Three. This is Gus. Hmm. No idea. No, yeah, no. I think it's a Breaking Bad spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan says Halloween Kills. Did you see Ooh, the new Halloween? I, I haven't. No. I want to. Me either. Brett Wilson liked being the Ricardos. Uh, Marcus Smith liked Spider-Man Far From Home. Joey M. Rules liked Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Uh, uh, that documentary kind of got like, I felt like it got in some like cancel type stuff and uh, got written off, but uh, huh. right. hadn't seen it. I remember mm-hmm. hearing about it and then nothing. Like the movie? Y- y- well, I remember like hearing initially that it was being made and then not oh. anything. I think a lot of people who saw it liked it. I'm yeah. sure I would like it. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Bourdain is not... I mean, he's someone that like people like love to say that they love right now, but is also not a, a person who would fit today's culture in a lot of ways, mm. so I, I feel like there's some dissonance there. Yeah. I, I, I love him. My dad hates Anthony Bourdain. More than hmm. like any single individual. Wow. It seems like entirely arbitrary to me, but just a little aside. <laughs> uh, Zachary Jackson Brown liked uh, Spider-Man. No way home. Uh, Ivy Boy says pig, maybe Dune. Yeah. 
Uh, Vaughn says she liked the Candyman remake. Deserves mm. a shout out for actually being a decent remake. I do want to see it. Yeah. Map uh, liked Dune. Allie liked the Suicide Squad. True 90s Nickelodeon liked No Time to Die. That last bond. I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, Lyndon liked Spider Man No Way Home. And so did Bob's uh, Stinner. He liked Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that wraps up our major categories. Uh, I do have, of course, a quick sports recap. The World Series this year was won by, uh, as mentioned, the Atlanta Braves over the Houston Astros. Our NBA Finals was won by the Milwaukee Bucks over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Super Bowl was won by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Kansas City Chiefs. And the NHL Stanley Cup was won by the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Canadians. Um, and of course, we also had our Tokyo Olympics this year, the, the delayed 2020 Olympics. The USA won uh, the most medals. Mm. Pretty cool, guys. <laughs> yeah. I... It'll be cooler next year when we're talking about uh, the Cavs as the world champions. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, that rounds out uh, our major categories. A uh, little BOC talk to round out the year. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I jotted some stuff down here. Um, our most listened to episodes mm, yeah. of the year. Uh, number five, favorite Pete and Pete, part one. Four, our Legends uh, of the Hidden Temple episode. Yes. <laughs> love it uh three uh doug's hot ticket versus doug's Ooh, oh, uh okay. what is it doug's hot ticket versus uh doug rocks doug rocks thanks yeah uh number two favorite rugrats episodes and oh. our most listened to episode with no other than bobby vaughn year in review 1998 wow yeah wow. okay that's an interesting combination of episodes i wouldn't have guessed yeah legends really snuck yeah, in there yeah. somehow <laughs> bv bump yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our least listened to episode Ooh, this is fun i'm not okay. counting um you don't have a top five i'm not counting roundhouse because that was just oh, yeah, sure, oh we sure. could go otherwise that would be it um you want a top five least listened to yeah <laughs> oh man i didn't um roundhouse would be in there because i want to know if there's any like pattern okay well our least listened to episode is book club uh, shimmering, uh, shimmering, shimmering. See, because that okay. makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. like people are it's more hard. likely to read it if they read the book, yeah, and I feel like if sure. I didn't read the book, why would I listen to it? Yeah, yeah. I, I still think it's a fun conversation, but, I, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But, but the people who did, or the people who are interested, are probably like even more interested in that. Probably. Episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else was pretty low. Oh, um, 15 was also <laughs> very oh, low. Okay. That's too bad. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, name an episode. Victories for the year. Andrew, you came in with five victories for name an episode. Uh, you won DTV with all Dottie all the time. Uh, you won uh, Doug's Hot Ticket with Doug's Ticket to Ride. You won The Tale of Station 109.1 with The Tale of Dead Air. Uh, you won Twisted Claw with The Tale of the Wicked Wish. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice one. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I came in with eight victories this year. Wow. I got The Tale of the Silent Servant with The Tale of the Corn Stalker. Yeah, that's pretty good. Black, uh, Black Run and Stimpy Black Hole with a Sock Odyssey. Hmm. I have Doug Rocks with Doug's Got the Beat. Yeah. Uh, I got Real Robot with Father of the Gear. 
That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Uh, I got The Day the World Got Really Screwed Up with The Invasion of the Beaver Snatchers, Shimmering Shells, Tell of Shell Shocked, uh, The Secret, Ghosts Don't Pay Bills, that's my, that's my, that's my favorite, uh, and that's it. And then Guess won seven times this year, uh, we have Max on The Guardian's Curse with The Tale of Mummy, Mummy and Daddy. <laughs> Chris tied Chris tied with Andrew on free falling fifteen with hook shots. What is it? It's yeah. hook shots and hooch plots. There was one more hook yeah. shots. Uh, it was cooler than that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess I didn't write down every part. Uh, I would have won if you like said it right the first time. No, I when I posted it, it was right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bup won on cruising with cruising to the oldies. Uh, Brett Wilson won on Mail Carrier Mona with Mona with You've Got First Class Mail. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. uh, Candace won on The Night Before with Happy Hollow Womp. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Brett won again on The Tale of Dark Music with The Tale of the Doom Tunes. Mm. Our other Brett won on Cat Dog uh, with Why Santa Cancelled Christmas, a special Fox News report. <laughs> I think our worst of the year. That, that's, that's like represents brett's peak effort at any big horse couch related thing that's just like the most he's ever prepared an idea very true it's probably his girlfriend's idea <laughs> and then uh ethan won our roundhouse poll with kentucky fried christmas mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah uh versus we only had a couple this year we only had three uh guardian's curse versus silent servant andrew you took that home with the guardian's curse over max you also took home our Doug verses, uh, putting your record at five wins, nine <laughs> losses, and one tie. And then I won the last verses, Dark Music for Station 109. Yeah. Uh, right in episode, we did two of them. Clarissa Explains It All with Allie, which was a bunch of fun. Uh, yeah. uh, though I won that one with Space Camp. Nice. Not saying I deserve it, but... And then our Thanksgiving writing episode, which Tim won with uh, Doug's exciting Thanksgiving. Nice. Yeah. You only did two for this show? I know. Yeah. Got to Got up that. Um, average ratings for the year. Okay. Well, first off, there was only one perfect episode that we rated, which was Mail Carrier Mona. Got mm. straight five. So good. So Jeez. good. Uh, Andrew, you also gave a five to Rocco's Modern Life Cruisin'. Yeah. And are you afraid of the dark twisted claw? Mm. Yeah, I stand by <laughs> I those. Love the I twisted stand by claw. <laughs> I do. Uh, I only gave a five to Mail Carrier Mona, and of our guests, Brett Wilson gave both of our fives this year with Mail Carrier Mona, Mona and the Tale of Dark Music. Uh, your average, Chris, you've guessed in the past. Average scores between guests Andrew and me. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that Andrew's coming in at a 3.86. Okay. Uh, Joey's coming in at a 3.59. And the guests are coming in at a 3.72. Wow, insanely close for Andrew and I. Uh, Andrew comes in at 3.97. Uh, I came, you're just 
just barely off on mine. I'm at a 3.55. Okay. And guests are at a 3.53. Oh. Wow. Well, I, I don't feel like I did well because I didn't get the order right. I would have put the uh, guess in between you two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A surprise. Guess are, it happens every year. Guess are always the lowest. <laughs> I didn't yeah, that's... I haven't noticed that. It's hmm. interesting. Andrew, any favorite uh, BOC moments? Uh, oh, sure. gosh. <laughs> I mean, um, talking to Danny, Danny Tamborelli was uh, pretty surreal. Just yeah. as, like, culmination, I feel like, of... Where the show should have ended. Yeah, yeah, I guess. maybe. <laughs> Especially considering all the stuff, all the mean stuff you said about him off the air. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, oh my yeah. gosh, just nonstop. Yeah. Tamborelli junk talk. <laughs> um, but uh, I also love talking Twisted Claw, Mail Car- Carrier Mona mm. in particular, um, and Top X Files. I loved uh, talking. Just digging into those X Files episodes was uh, pretty that's, fun. That's got to be in the top five least listen to you want me to check yeah you got the time it's getting late uh all right let's see top you would think so i mean if listen you gotta make sense yeah you gotta be a kind of diehard yeah no i'd say that with no worry about whether it's good or not um i mean it's slightly lowish but not totally Anyway, uh, X-Files is okay. It's not like... It's kind of middle of the pack. Okay. That's so, surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. Um, well, I was thinking about that for a week, probably. Oh, my God. I was just like going picks? over it. Yeah, and, and different details You think about you botched X-Files. it? No. I mean, no. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. It was good. There's just a lot yeah. of pressure. A lot of variety, yeah. which was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 200 episode with Danny Tamborelli... Uh, I love doing presidential cabinet. Fun brain exercise. Yeah, fun. Um, Doug versus was really fun. Uh, Legends with uh, Jacob Hall yeah, was, was really fun. Um, Nickelodeon auction, tiresome but fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel a little bitter about that. I thought that I was gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what your lineup was, but um, yeah. I think I think like. One underrated aspect of that is having a good name for the streaming service. Mm. Mm. Huh. Okay. I don't know about that, because I didn't think I had one. Yeah, but it, it worked for you. The IDK. Yeah, in my head. That's, that's <laughs> why I lost. <laughs> because for whatever reason, you had a... What a, was your big show? What did you have? Uh, I don't know. The good ones? Uh, oh, I think... Rocco? I had Rocco. Okay. Uh, you had Are You I No, had you had Pete Bob. and Pete. Andrew had Pete and Pete. I had Are You For The... Listen. You had Are You For The Darkest. I, my, I think the big takeaway from that was that Legend... And, and from the numbers, that Legends of the Hidden Temple is way higher yeah. in, the, in the ranking than I thought. Because you have Legends. I went for the game shows in general. Yeah. And, and if Legends is one of the top five most listened to episodes, and that is the one that sticks out among those top five, I think that... This tone, tone mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, also, Nickelodeon pitch a show. Uh, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was good. Loved hearing the ideas. Uh, shout out to some of our first time guests. We had Manny on Wienerville this year, which was <laughs> great. great. And yeah. Manny, Wiener, preeminent Wienerville scholar. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Without any. No question. Yeah, without Zero any question. question. Uh, like PhW. <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, we had Jacob Hall from Slash Film on the Legends uh, episode. 
we had Allie for uh, Clarissa Explains It All. Um, Cassandra joined us for the first time on Alex Mack. Uh, oh, and Rugrats, and Rugrats, of course. Um, Danny Tamborelli, and then Ethan on our last uh, Roundhouse, which was... Yeah, which, uh, that was fun, Roundhouse. It's I surprising mean, how long... It, flop it's, sweat! <laughs> uh, it's been, it's taken y'all to get Ethan on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been, um... Uh, World Be Still has been popping in my head since. Are you we, joking? I'm not joking. <laughs> and not it's flop sweat? <laughs> flop sweat. <laughs> I got the flop sweat. Uh, and Chris, any BOC thoughts? Uh, I liked it. I like what you guys are sure doing. Thing. Great. Uh, Good. You know, <laughs> in, in some ways, I wish you guys would be slowing down because, I mean, how long can you reasonably keep up uh, doing this? However, I am, I mean, the, the pivots that you've made to having <laughs> listeners as I guests. I wish you guys would slow down. <laughs> just for your own <laughs> personal <laughs> developments. Quit it already. Uh, no, for no oh, other wow, reason. Oh, jeez. No, Personal just because it, because it feels uh, no, no. I'm I'm saying this in you know like uh like in an honest way. Like I, I don't want you guys to feel obligated to, to keep doing something mm. that maybe you don't uh, keep keep enjoying. But it seems like you found ways to keep enjoying it. Uh, I'm trying to say this in an upbeat way, not in a negative way. I know it's coming off as negative, <laughs> but but I'm, I'm I'm like the the thesis is that I'm like proud of y'all's ability to like keep it fresh because i don't think it's easy to keep talking about 90s nickelodeon a subject that to be honest if we're all honest with each other no one in this room is very actually passionate (laughs) wow (laughs) you're gonna be uh the heel of to to use another wrestling phrase (laughs) i know i'm the heel i know that that's my role someone has to be the heel um but and and I just know that there are people who are more passionate about it, but there's no people who are better at talking about it. Oh, jeez, I don't know how to. Come as on, usual, did you I don't listen know to your to own trivia episodes? Uh, <laughs> I don't think Andrew listens to any of the episodes. Uh, do you ever listen? Uh, I haven't been. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't either. Mostly well, because it's so hard to listen to myself is my main deterrent. Like I'm. Uh, it's just very yeah, difficult it's, for me to hear my own yeah. voice all the time. Are you aware that everyone hates the sound of their own voice, though? Like, yes, you, I know that. I know it's and hard I've, to like make it to separate that from your own personal thing, but that's yeah, how I, I get over it. It's yeah, like, yeah. Literally, everyone feels that way. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's late, man. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's been a blast as yeah. always. <laughs> oh, I, I enjoyed myself. I mean, geez. Yeah, no, I think I we. Well, we did slow down this year. We were only doing yeah. bi-weekly, yeah. and uh, it might get slower still. So, um, who knows? I mean, yeah. you know, at life our, at our pace. Happens Just getting a year in review. Uh, I think that's where we're essentially headed. Is like versus year in reviews. <laughs> uh, that seems to be right an episode. Like, right an episode. Right an episodes are always like blow me away in how good they are. Not only you guys, but the guests. Like there's there's no I, reason I've said this that before, yeah. but there's never been one dud. There's not one dud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah, 
there's that Doug one. Yeah, I know. I, guess I can. I saw you racking your brain <laughs> for the one I did, but you took too long. Jokes no longer funny, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, it, it's been a uh, long, long journey here on Year in Review. Uh, yeah. I think we're ready to put the year to yeah. bed. I think, the, I think it's 2022. Oh, you got um, uh, resolutions next year, New Year's resolution. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you want to be more yeah. present mm. in general, mm-hmm. more um, just able to uh, enjoy s- stuff more in general, <laughs> like life, I guess. Uh, not be so consumed by work all the time and um i don't know find some more balance i guess that's great that sounds like a good one chris yeah i like that uh i'll say be more present number one number two convince more people to watch and listen to less true crime (laughs) and uh number three watch more uh chucky bride of chucky related uh you know bride of chucky you know the name yeah that one it's a good one number four I don't know if it's going to happen in 2022, but I'd like to get to New Mexico. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. They don't call it the land of enchantment for nothing. <laughs> that's what, hey, that's what they do. Is. That's what they say. <laughs> um, no, yeah. We hope everybody has a wonderful new year. Safe. Uh, you know, Absolutely. be smart. Take care of each other. And um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're, uh, we're all over the place. B-O- B-O- uh, BOC podcast on twitter orange couch podcast on instagram orange couch podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us um and you can hear us everywhere podbean spotify itunes um and uh chris thanks for slugging it out with us oh yeah it's uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year <laughs> oh boy jeez <laughs> I think he was being sincere. Oh, okay. I was. All right. As <laughs> usual, you have no idea what it take me seriously. <laughs> Not good at reading uh, things, people. Me, I think in particular. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll see all you White Lotus fans next year. Listen to this shit.